HUD joins a national drive to create more housing of all sizes and types. We'll hear from HUD Secretary Ben Carson. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, as agencies grapple with what artificial intelligence can do for them, the National Institute of Standards and Technology is looking for public feedback on ways to make AI more trustworthy. An executive order from President Donald Trump gave NIST the job of coming up with technical standards for AI tools. The agency recently held a public workshop at its headquarters to better understand both the challenge and the opportunities of this new technology. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. While AI adoption in government is still in its early stages, NIST is looking to lay the foundation of what's considered fair game. Last month, NIST put out a request for information asking for public feedback on what the agency should include in its AI standards plan. President Donald Trump's executive order in February gave NIST 180 days to develop a plan, but the clock is ticking and NIST has just over two months to submit their plan. But the agency is giving the public more time to offer up their thoughts. Last week, NIST pushed back the comment period deadline from May 31st to June 10th. NIST Director Walter Copin said setting technical standards for AI would reduce the government's vulnerability to attacks from malicious actors. He also said standards would reflect federal priorities for innovation and would aim to build public confidence in systems that use AI technology. AI is already transforming so many aspects of our lives, and it has the potential to do so much more. We're living in an environment where there is concern, and so the standardization process, as well as the development of the appropriate tools, is an important initiative indeed. We need to work together to ensure that we make the most of this technology while ensuring safety, privacy, and security. We'll need to think creatively, work hard, and cooperate vigorously if we are indeed to develop this plan for federal engagement in AI standards and related tools. Our goal is to continue to assure U.S. leadership in the realm of artificial intelligence. But it's not just NIST who's coming up with AI guidelines. A couple of weeks ago, 40 countries, including the U.S., signed off on a common set of AI principles through the International Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Those principles include a greater sharing of data, as well as equipping workers with the skills they'll need to compete for jobs in the future. Here, Copen explains what those principles mean for NIST's work going forward. The principles begin to answer the questions of how we should think about developing and deploying AI technologies. We now need to work on how we implement these principles in the real world, hence this workshop. We need science and technology-based standards that can use and can translate these aspirational principles into actionable and measurable solutions. Our efforts today are an important step in defining these solutions. But those international principles also underscore the global arms race around having the best AI. Lynn Parker is the Assistant Director for Artificial Intelligence at the White House's Office of Science and Technology Policy. She said that competition has pushed the U.S. to being more proactive with staying on the cutting edge of AI. We have to recognize that we're in a new climate now, and so global competitiveness now requires us to be more intentionally proactive in promoting that open, transparent process so that we can make sure that all of our good ideas that are coming out of the United States have an equal footing. In some sense, the federal government, not NIST in particular, but broadly speaking, has not recognized the importance of standards for AI because we've presumed that the process in the past continues to work well going forward. But there's a lot of concepts to break down when you're talking about AI. Joshua New is a senior policy analyst with the Center for Data Innovation. He said when most people talk about AI, they're really talking about two separate things. 
First, there's technical standards, measurements like reliability, performance, and accuracy. Then there's oversight and ethics issues. Those conversations include what AI should do and whether the data feeding AI could bias its outcome. New said lawmakers are already focused on the oversight piece of this, but he said those conversations can't really get off the ground without first figuring out the tech standards. Unfortunately, this prioritization of oversight is seemingly coming at the expense of a focus on standards development. The activities required to develop standards requires a really robust scientific understanding that can serve as a technological underpinning for this oversight. When we say things like we want a mandate for algorithmic transparency, which is what some people are calling for, Right now, algorithmic transparency doesn't have a definition from a technical perspective. We don't know what that means. We don't know how to compare the transparency of one system to another. And rushing to make those rules without actually doing the scientific legwork behind it is going to be you know, short-sighted, and any rules will necessarily be arbitrary. So I guess the challenge for us is how do we get non-technical policymakers to care about this really important technical work? And it's a challenge. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, has spent billions on the next generation of explainable AI. Think of a bot that can give you an answer and then show the steps it took to get that answer. But until researchers make that next big breakthrough, Parker said it's a challenge to build public trust in AI's reliability. The fact that we've accelerated to the point that now we do have lots of use cases of AI, that then brings into the question of what's, you know, what's under the curtain, what's in the black box. Some of the techniques, particularly the deep learning techniques that are very popular today that have contributed to these use cases being successful now, that technology is a black box. And so I think in that sense, because we're using it very frequently and we can't look in the black box, that raises these questions about, well, is it being used appropriately because we can't really understand what's going on. For all the concern about AI ethics, the actual rollout of AI technology in government has been slow going. The Defense Department has tested AI for predictive maintenance on vehicles and aircraft. Civilian agencies have experimented with robotic process automation, or RPA. RPA pilots at agencies that include the General Services Administration and the IRS have helped employees save time on repetitive, low-skill tasks. Even if AI adoption is still in its early stages, Parker said developing standards will help get the ball rolling. There's always this question about the timing. When is the right time to push for a standard in in a particular area? And and AI is still very new, but also people are concerned about issues of governance and oversight. So you can't govern and oversee, as you've already mentioned, if you don't have good ways of measuring. Is a system fair? Well, I don't know. How do we measure whether it's fair? So that's a good area for digging into technical standards. There's this concern that if you standardize too early, then you're missing out on good ideas that are still coming down the pipe because the area is still new, but it can also really accelerate progress in the field. But in the healthcare field, the stakes around AI and data privacy are a lot higher. John White is the Deputy National Coordinator for Health Information Technology at the Department of Health and Human Services. He said his team at HHS has been working on updating guidance for the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, or HIPAA, to reflect the coming age of AI. We've been working very closely with another HHS staff division, the Office of Civil Rights, who administers HIPAA, and really updating their guidance. We've been doing it for several years, and it continues on a pace in you know the brave new world. What does that mean? When HIPAA was passed, you know, it meant one thing, but now in not just electronic access, but on an automated population-wide scale, what does that mean? 
both for individuals to ensure that you have the right to access, but then you become the intermediator of how your information is shared. So if you want to participate in a research initiative that is training a really powerful algorithm, you can choose to share your information if you want to. But what are the policies around that? What does the research initiative have to make clear to you about your data and the conditions under which it's used? All of this initiative actually has been really forward-looking in that respect. But talks about AI standards will include more than just engineers and the IT community. Jason Matuso is the general manager of the Corporate Standards Group at Microsoft. He said professional ethicists will need to play a part in these conversations as well. We have to find a joining of the conversation to say that it's not going to be some magical standard that gets written that defines ethics. Because I guarantee you the French see it differently than the Saudis who see it differently than the Australians. And you don't want to have a standard that exports one ethic because it'll get ignored by everybody. But good engineering practices that support the application of strong ethics, no matter where you're applying them, is an entirely different discussion. Jory Heckman, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 